0: Hello, and welcome to the iChiefs podcast series, brought to you by the International Association of Fire Chiefs. This is a podcast series not only for our members within the IAFC, but really for any fire service leader who wants to learn about engaging topics to our industry, innovation, leadership skills, and all the other emerging subjects that are important in our arena. I'm Tom Jenkins, Fire Chief of the City of Rogers, Arkansas, and a past IASV president,
1: and I'm Sheldon Gilbert, former fire chief of the Alameda County California Fire Department, and now ESVI Chief Development and Strategy Officer at the IASV. We're glad you're here because this podcast is designed for you, the fire
0: and EMS community. Before we start this week's topic, make sure to check out our library of episodes at iafc.org/podcasts, and subscribe to our podcast series. At Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you think the content is great, be sure to share it with your crew and give us a good rating or a thumbs up. Welcome to the newest and exciting episode of the iChiefs podcast series. Today we're talking about technology.
2: Technology, of course, being something that begrudgingly all fire chiefs sometimes have to deal with, but New uh, new fire chiefs, innovative fire chiefs, those that are trying to make a difference in their agencies. If you're fire
0: chiefing in 2021 and beyond, you have to be interested in integrating technology. You can't be allergic to it. And so today we're talking with the chair of the IAFC's Technology Council, the Technology Council, which may not be familiar to everybody out there in the fire service that are leading these public safety organizations, but it's a wonderful
2: collaborative uh, group of individuals that come together to exchange information, and it's a knowledge center, really, for technological developments that affect the fire service. Sheldon, introduce our wonderful guest today, please.
1: Yeah, thank you, Tom. It's an honor and a privilege to have us today, Fire Chief Dan Muncy. Uh, Dan uh, is a longtime friend. I've had the opportunity to work with him for many years in California and also since I've taking on my role with the SCI and he serves as the fire chief from San Bernardino County in California which is a large metropolitan department that serves the unincorporated uh, areas of San Bernardino as well as 24 incorporated cities over 20,000 square miles that's a pretty big footprint but he also uh, has been uh, done a lot of work over the years with the International Association of Fire Chiefs he chaired at one point their operations Section Committee, and now he is the chair of the I-Chiefs Technology Council, and if we've learned anything about today's modern fire service, both as fire service leaders and fire chiefs, and um, even those that have to use the technology, there's a lot of it, and it sometimes gets very difficult to coordinate and integrate all the different elements of technology. So, Chief Muncie, I want to welcome you today, and thank you for being on the podcast with Tom and I, and why don't we just start with maybe can you briefly describe the role and the goals of the IAFC Technology Council and and why you
2: why you took on that assignment? Well, first Tom and, and Sheldon, thank you so much for asking me to be with you. What a privilege to spend some time with you. Uh, the Tech Council is really interesting. I, I honestly just kind of fell into this as being part of the California Fire Chiefs Operations Section. We started working with establishing technology summits to bring awareness in California to some of the emerging technologies. And we invited one of the ISC members, a guy named Jeff Doolin, who's a special projects for the IFC and who works very closely with the Tech Council, out to our event. And Jeff was talking about some of the great work that the IFC was doing, and Jeff and I got on a conversation on what can we do together, what's next. And so I was invited out to a Technology Council meeting at FRI, I think 2018, was the uh, first event that I attended. And so I sat there and listened to the vision, which is really how are we going to ensure that technology is being adopted by the fire service and by public safety has the interoperability that we need between each other, uh, that we're going to be making sure the technology is actually making a difference and it's going to be producing the outcomes that we need in public safety. How are we going to do this? How are we going to create the awareness for the fire, the rescue, the EMS services that are out there? How are we going to work with the fire chiefs, some who have really big budgets in a really big area and some that have very small budgets, to adopt the technology that really makes sense that can drive us towards that vision. So as we were talking about the mission, which was really to not only to create the awareness of the technology that's out there, because most fire chiefs were like me at, at the time in 2017 I was, as, a, as a chief officer, I knew that technology was coming but I wasn't sure what we should do. What should we adopt? What technology should we be exploring? And if I purchased this technology, it would be supported in a year. What if my neighboring jurisdictions did something else? Would that create a hardship? I wanted to make sure that the dollars that were given, those valuable resources, were actually applying in the right direction. So the mission was really to focus on providing a win for that technology and then to support the innovation, to work with – The innovators in the public safety space, the established companies, the larger companies like Esri or Intera or or Tablet Command, or some of the the companies that are emerging to move in a direction that's going to make sense for the fire service instead of just producing products that are bright and shiny and very attractive to fire service, but in the end, it doesn't produce the outcomes that we want. That's kind of how I got into this and a little bit about the vision and the mission of the Technology Council. Well, I think that's that's interesting and and uh, of course the cow chiefs that's a that's a that's a big state
0: organization that does a lot of good and so I think it's neat to see how it cross-pollinated um I I can't help but think in in my travels and the the folks that I deal with that technology is still kind of this you know 500 pound gorilla if you will for a lot of fire chiefs that we still we live in a very um you know, antiquated and conventional firefighting world and so integrating technology and trying to really get a hold of it, that's tough. It's easy to talk about but it's hard to do. So I'm I'm curious, Chief Munzie, from from your standpoint as um I think your your two years as Fire Chief, if I got
2: it right, about two year anniversary as the Five Bugle Chief there? Uh two years and five days to be exact.
0: I was close. Okay, I knew it was close. Here, I knew it was November. But uh, so, so after two years as fire chief and kind of wearing your fire chief hat and wearing your
2: chair of the technology council hat, what do you see out there as
0: the major technology elements that fire chiefs need to be noticing and talking about? And and what kind of challenges and opportunities do you see
2: related to those technology elements? That's a great question. Every every jurisdiction is different and ours is certainly um, robust, I'll I'll use that term, as we cover the 20,000 square miles. And as an example, in some of the areas we have, it's very metro in the San Bernardino Valley, but it can be extremely rural as you get out to our deserts or you can have geographically challenged areas like our mountains. And so as we approach technology in each one of these geographical areas or our divisions, we have to approach it differently. And one of those things that fire departments need to do is to truly do a gap analysis of where are they going in the future and where they are today. There needs to be a technology plan in organizations. And I think that's number one fault we see is that organizations, they approach technology and purchasing technology by the budget year or when they have surpluses in their budget. And they're just spending the money to buy the products that, um, maybe maybe some of their firefighters feel are truly needed, or maybe the fire chief thinks it's it's going to be needed, but they're not doing it in a reasonable way to drive the organization towards um, meeting its citizens' needs to provide the better outcomes in the service delivery. So some of the examples, and, and one of the first things an organization should look at is connectivity. The for over the last 10 years, we've worked really, really hard on connecting fire apparatus. And a simple example would be the MDCs and the abls So we have the, the geospatial awareness of where the apparatus is. So that's that's a 10-year-old conversation. But the next conversation we're having is connecting to each individual firefighter, whether it's on a wildland fire or whether it's in a structure. And so organizations need to plan on providing a constant connectivity in in some of the, the challenging environments that you may have, every jurisdiction has it, whether it's the basement of a hospital or if you're in the mountains. But can you ensure connectivity to a hub, generally the fire engine? Can you establish a network, it could be a mesh network, it could be cellular network, that connects each of those firefighters. Firefighter X and Y and Z technology is now here. It's been rapidly evolving over the last year, and I think you'll see a lot of movement in that space where you'll be able to tell where a firefighter is exactly in a building. You'll be able to tell where a firefighter is exactly on a wildland fire. We need to be driving connectivity first, because if you don't have that, the rest of your technology not going to work, at least not well or intermittently. The second is to look, as I said, at, at what is your needs? What are your customers' needs? And some organizations, <clears throat> the second issue we need to look at is, what are the organizational needs to provide the better outcomes for their citizens? And so that conversation, is very. I mean, there's a lot of different directions that it could go. It could be simply providing pre-plans, uh, aggregating data to create pre-plans on a real-time basis, Okay, the second initiative the fire department needs to take on is do an examination of what are the citizens' needs and to prioritize those needs. What are the outcomes that you're expecting? As as a fire chief, as a fire organization, your fire board, your stakeholders uh, internally, externally from the organization, what are those needs? And for an example, you may determine that the citizens want to communicate better uh, their personal needs to the fire department, their personal, maybe it's a pre-plan of a building, the tying in first do and the community connect which allows the community to communicate to the fire department that there may be an elderly person living at this address or to provide missing building information to the fire department's pre-plans and then be able to provide that bridge back to the firefighters they're responding it could be to enhance the community risk reduction to evolve your citizenry and your government more and to create the platforms that you need to constantly take that information aggregate and then provide it to the end users, whether that's fire prevention or or to the firefighter or the fire chief as they're making decisions on how do we mitigate or minimize some of the events that are occurring in our jurisdiction. It could be taking the information and, and aggregating it and looking at the data to determine what are those events that are occurring in my jurisdiction, where are those events and what can we do as far as pre planning or positioning or engineering or education or enforcement to ensure that we're reducing the incidents and the bad stuff that's happened to our population. So each individual jurisdiction needs to look at itself in its entirety and determine what are those priorities and we can go on and on and on, which are the priorities that are out there in the fire service, but it's really going to depend on that particular community. Another thought is as you're adopting technology as a fire chief or as in a fire organization, you need to think outside of the bubble. In other words, all of us focus on our jurisdiction. We tend to spend money on our jurisdiction. But we're much better when we get together as associations, and maybe that's your county fire chief's association or your state organization, and you're making some of these purchasing decisions as a group. So you're adopting the same technology. And for example, here in the county of San Bernardino, the county chiefs got together and we said we want to have a common pre-planning system. And if San Bernardino County, which is the largest provider in the area, if we have pre-plans that nobody else can view, yet we're working with with the other agencies around us daily and they're coming into our jurisdiction, we're going in their jurisdiction, but we can't share this information, it's a no-go. We need to make sure that we're having operability through our pre We did the same thing as we were determining what command platform we wanted to use, which was tablet command. We adopted that as an entire region. So no matter where you're going, every fire department is looking at the same information, and we're running incidents seamlessly because of that adoption of technology.
1: It's a wonderful overview of that been a necessity and the value of that gap assessment. And, and, and I think that's a huge component. I know that as we as we consult around the nation, we're seeing just organizations being overwhelmed with all the different things they're being asked to, you know, to utilize or to have access to, whether it be drones or FirstNet or satellite imagery or dashboards, pre-fire all the stuff you mentioned. And so doing that assessment, I think, gives you a great opportunity to, to, to take a, a bird's eye view and get a get a real good look at your current conditions as it re- relates to technology. What I'd like to ask, and maybe you could take us to the next natural step, and that is, so what do you do with that? What what are the elements and benefits from having a technology-based strategic plan, if you will? The fire service is real good about wanting to put a bow on it and having a plan and having an actionable plan that we can measure and look at and, and track. What What are the elements and benefits of having that technology-based strategic plan?
2: It's just like any other plans that we have in our organizations. We don't want to create a plan that's static and we just throw into a drawer somewhere. It needs to be a dynamic plan, and these types of plans need to be.
0: um, It need to involve
2: machine learning and AI, and they need to be constantly evolving in order for an individual fire department to stay abreast of the needs of the future. And those are rapidly changing. If we had this conversation three years ago and I thought I was very knowledgeable of fire service technology three years ago, I probably would have provided some advice that may not be relevant today, because things have changed. So it's important for fire departments, fire districts to identify a technology lead in a, a, a <coughs> excuse me <coughs> It's important for fire departments to identify a technology lead. And that may be a chief officer, it may just be a firefighter on the floor, but it's also important for these fire departments to seek out consultants to help them identify a future vision because the information out there is extremely robust. And for an individual, just one individual in a fire district or a fire department to understand the available technology and what are the needs, that person's really rare in most organizations. So there are some, some, resources that you can turn to. You can turn to any of our International Association of Fire Chief Tech Council members, and they can point you in the right direction. They can certainly consult you a little bit on some of the the technology that they've been exposed to over the last few years. You can go to some of the more established technology firms that are out there and ask for assistance. Uh, You can go to FirstNet and ask for an assessment. You can uh, ask your, your preferred vendors that you're working with, on what are other districts doing or departments doing. All of those are ways to kind of gather information. But you simply can't just say, we need to have drones this year, and then go out and buy some line-of-sight drones. And then the next year, decide that you're going to get the next version of drones. Or you can't just simply say, I'm going I'm to adopt this command platform, this common operating picture, and I'm going to bring this to my organization, and then just let it run technology's progressed to the point where it's constantly evolving and you have to have somebody that's constantly looking at the future for you and is bringing that information back. Well, Dan, you've done a great job talking to us about what departments need to be doing. Um, now I know I need to return the drones I bought last week when uh, when I had a coupon, so that was obviously a bad investment on, the, on, the, on my part, but I, I, I'm curious that we, we get a lot of listeners that come here and listen to these podcasts, and, and uh, we always try to give them with some, some kind of basic bread-and-butter takeaways uh, when we wrap up, especially when we have distinguished guests like you here who are not only serving on the Technology Council and helping to further discussions about things that just aren't common in the fire service yet. But you're also a full-time chief, and you're, that's as demanding uh, a job as anything. And so I think that you know, you, you provide some credibility to this that um, is important for our listeners. And so if I'm a fire chief in a, in a city that has yet to really embrace technology, and I know that's a very broad statement, what are some takeaways that, that you would offer to those listeners who, who want to do better, who want to integrate technology, but maybe maybe – just haven't yet. What are some first steps and some takeaways that you would recommend to them? Well, first, we're better together. So go to your associations, your county organization, your state organizations, or the ISC, and look for the information that you need. You can go to the World Wide Web and just type in IFC.org, Tech Council, Technology Council. It'll take you to the technology page. There's a lot of great information there. Don't return your drones, uh, Chief. uh, (laughs) But I'm going to challenge you, if I can, a little bit. As you adopted drones, did you figure out how those drones are going to fit in a dynamic incident? Did you sit down and you say, okay, here's our ICS for a commercial fire. Where are we going to deploy these drones? Are we just going to take a firefighter away from the fire engine? He's going to fly this, and then the firefighter is going to get all the information. He's not going to distribute that information or did you plug him in somewhere in your command structure so that information that he's receiving is shared throughout the organizational structure to the right person at the right time
0: I was lying the entire time I actually did not buy drones last week i, I,
2: I think one of uh, I, I, I took a uh, unknowingly I took a page out of your earlier statement that we're better together and uh, you know one of the struggles I've had as a fire chief is how do I staff a drone reliably and you know, everything we do we want staff twenty four three sixty five. And um, in a very medium-sized eight-station department, we just don't have the personnel for it. And so we've relied on, you know, EM and law enforcement partners to provide uh, our accessibility to drones. But, uh, no, I'm not going to – I have nothing to return. So, no, that's an excellent statement. And so we're going to have more allied partners out there in technology. And we're seeing on the larger fires in the western U.S. where tech companies are coming in, they're flying drones. And they're doing it for the command staff of the IMT the incident management team that's managing it, whether you use your sheriff or using a neighboring fire department, uh, and I agree with you, our firefighters are scarce resources. Sometimes we don't want to tie them up doing a physical job with technology. We want them to get it. We want them to be firefighters, right? That's what we're paying them for. But how do we get that information and we integrate it into the common operating platforms that already exist? And so there's that problem that an organization needs to look at is, okay, great, we have this information, what are we going to do it? The second thing we need to look at is as we're adopting technology, it all needs to drive back into one common operating platform. If a command officer is on scene and they need to switch between different platforms, it's information overload. They may not be looking at the right platform at the right time. They may be focusing on uh, one piece of information too long. So one of the missions of the Tech Council is to work with the different technology vendors that are out there. And a good example would be Tablet Command working with Intera or FirstDo or, um, or some of the emerging products that are out there. And the one that's jumping to my mind is 3AM, who's doing a great job with the firefighter tracking. But how do we integrate all of this information into one operating platform that's able to provide the information to the right person at the right time in the right manner. So we prevent that information overload. Organizations need to take a hard look at that technology, not only the technology they're deploying and what are the outcomes why are we doing this? Now we've adopted it. How are we actually going to use this information in our organization? Chief Muncy, I appreciate you being here with us today. I think that you've offered a lot of words of wisdom We've been talking to Chief Dan Muncy, who is the fire chief for the San Bernardino County Fire Protection District,
0: protecting, as I've learned today, uh, over 20,000 square miles. That's mind-boggling.
2: So we appreciate you being here today, Dan, and taking time out of your busy schedule to tell us your perspective on technology and about the work of the Technology Council. So thank you very much for being here with us. Chief Jenkins, thank you for always being my personal mentor and for inviting me to this podcast. If any of the listeners would like to join the Technology Council or find out more, you can go to the IAFC.org to the Tech Council, and on that page is a link that would allow you to either explore what the Tech Council is doing, provide you a lot of the great webinars that we've done, or there's a link that you can become a member. We're always looking for great members. Finally, I want to thank Ring for being the Tech Council sponsor. They've done a great job at supporting Tech Council and helping us organize the events that we need, uh, giving us some of the, the operating capital that we need. But they've been a strong partner in all of this. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dan. And to our listeners today, I hope you enjoyed the topic. We'll be back soon with
0: more intriguing and interesting and important topics for fire service leaders. I remind you to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you're
2: listening to this. If you like what you've heard, please leave a rating and review. And also, we'd encourage you to recommend this podcast to other fire chiefs in the business. Spread the word. As Chief Muncy says, we are better together. You can check out our tech tech council on the
0: IAFC website, like Dan mentioned earlier, by clicking on topics and tools and then going to communications. You can also find a substantial amount of information that the technology council has worked on, presentations that have been done by them on the IAFC's YouTube channel. Go to YouTube and search for IAFC TV.